Hello and welcome back to Future Prairie Radio, where marginalized artists explore the future through the lens of the arts, humanities, and culture. I'm your host, Joni Whitworth, and this is Season 3, Episode 3, What Wakes You Up, with Nastasia Minto. Nastasia Minto is an African-American woman who was born in South Georgia and raised by her grandparents. She grew up in poverty and around drugs, alcohol, and family violence. Her life experiences led her to get an associate's degree in occupational therapy and a bachelor's degree in psychology. She's been writing since she was nine years old, and she finds that her poetry and her writing practice offers her another way to help people outside of her day job as a therapist. Currently living in Portland, Oregon, she's been a featured reader at many popular local reading series, including Unchased Readers, Grief Rites, and In Sight. In her first book, which came out last year, Naked, Minto strips herself of who she used to be and gives her readers permission to see her. The book explores topics of family and faith, race, sexuality, abuse, love, identity. It's a lot. I really recommend it. She's known for this really candid, straightforward style that's also quite artful. I wish you could see her perform live in person, but it looks like that might not be possible for a while. So we're bringing you a performance here today on the podcast. She's also going to be talking about what it was like to create her first collection of written work and make herself so transparent on the page and how her writing responds to social movements, such as the recent Black Lives Matter protests. She also shares some of her own creative writing prompts so you can get started on some writing of your own. Please enjoy Nastasia Minto. Who I am can truly not be defined by how people see me on the outside. With everything inside of me, things are changing and things are shifting. Never forget why we started this journey. Well, hi, I'm Nastasia Minto. I use pronouns she, her, they, them, and sometimes he, him. It just all depends on how I'm feeling. And let's see, I'm originally from South Georgia. I've been in Portland now for almost three years. I'm an artist. I like painter. I paint sometimes. I do a lot of poetry, writing, and spoken word stuff and essays. I would say for me that my identity is very fluid. So that's why when I said the pronouns, I said she, her, they, them, he, him. Like it is very fluid sometimes. I don't, for me personally, I don't really hold strong to them because I can feel so many different ways in any split of the moment and so my identity is very, is like really shaped on that and so it shapes my perspective of the world and that's how I like to see people is that they are fluid and that we are changing and we're ever moving and it's not just linear you know and so who I am can truly not be defined by how people see me on the outside and I think we've discussed that a lot about people calling me butch or saying that I look a certain way because of how I dress and then getting to know me is like, I'm probably the most famous person you've ever met. I don't know. I switched back and forth and I really like that. And I really like that. I identify. I really do identify as queer. And I was actually thinking about that this morning, you know, with identity and labels and stuff and how most people would just be like, no, you're just a lesbian. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty, I just feel like I'm queer. I feel like that gives me a lot of room and space to be who I truly am but also my poetry if you've already read some out of it or if you purchased my book you would see how it really influences a lot of the things that I write 
just because of my perspective and how I move throughout the world. And so, you know, it's Pride Month, so happy Pride to all, all queer babies. Love you guys. So my book, Naked, The Rhythm and Groove of It, The Depth and Link to It, was published last year. And it is a collection of poetry and like little short prose. And pretty much with my book, like the title, I just want it to be like naked, which meant to just disclose a lot about myself so that I could have that freedom that I was searching for. And I didn't necessarily think I was going to name it, title it naked, but on a long trip, I was coming back and I just told my friend that I just wanted to be free and free meant to not feel like I was holding back anything or hiding anything from anyone. And I just really wanted to be naked. Yeah. So since naked, I have really just had the opportunity to sit in love and figure out what that means and what it means to allow someone else to love me. So this next collection that I have, and it's more so talking about the heart and talking about ways of love and expressing love and showing love in many different forms, you know, and so far from naked of just what you got, like the naked truth, the rawness of it, the the grit of it. And this new stuff that I'm working on is more about allowing the heart to truly be open, allowing the heart to feel and to really not be afraid of it. And so now looking back, I know that I had to become naked. I had to write naked and get all of that stuff out of me so that I can show this different side of me, a more... I don't know, I would say softer, but it's really not even all that soft. It's just allowing love to come in and not being afraid of it, not pushing it back and not scaring it away at the same time. And so that's the new stuff that I'm working on. A lot of poetry, a lot of essays. Who knows? I might have a memoir coming up soon. Just a few different things that I got into work and I'm really excited about where it's all going at, where it's heading. I mean, I think for a lot of Black people, which, you know, I can't speak for the entire souls of all Black people, but I think that most of us, because we've been through this so many times, so many years, I think about my grandfather, who's 84, and how much he's seen in his lifetime. And so seeing this again, you know, he's kind of just like, oh, okay, you know, this is happening again. But the momentum behind it, the protests and how big it is, I know my work is has always been influenced by it because regardless of my my life of sexual preference of me dating women, people always notice that I'm black first. So even if they don't assume that I'm anything else, they know and they see the color of my skin, regardless of if they want to admit that or not. And so my work is heavily influenced by that because I've just experienced so many different things, whether it was racism or whether it's just like great people like you who come into my life and I'm like, yeah, let's help you. Let's push these voices. I mean, you were doing this before this was even a hashtag thing. And so I really appreciate that just amplifying voices, marginalized voices. And so please pat yourself on the back too for that one. I stand with the protesters a hundred percent. And although I'm not out there marching myself due to some physical stuff, I stand 100%. And so I've been questioning myself about my work and 
what am I doing? What is my protest? And that's what I think my protest is, is my writing. And is me being very true to myself and being raw and being honest and not, you know, being afraid to step on somebody's toes or hurt somebody's feelings or being called out because that's that's what people are gonna do regardless of if it's really good or really bad, someone's feelings gonna be hurt. And I like that people are joining in and standing with black people because I can only imagine how exhausted I feel the people who are actually out there physically marching, how exhausted they feel and giving all of that energy. So for all the allies who are standing, like know that we are tired. There's no other way that I can put it. But to see people standing with us, I truly think that it is giving us strength to be like, okay, we got this. We can keep going. We can keep going. And so my hope and desire is that for this momentum that we, that it continuously move forward and you know, we find some sustainability with it. You know, we find some organizations, we find plans, we put in place policies, everything that's going to continue to move this forward and not, you know, in the next month or two, we see another shooting or we hear about something else. Like maybe we will, because I know it's going to take time, but I'm also just like, I know that things are changing. I know it without with everything inside of me, things are changing and things are shifting and I feel it so deeply. And that's what I'm that's what I'm doing here in my house is sending out prayers and energy and oils and everything for people just to be like, keep going, just keep going. Things are shifting. Things are changing and change does take time. And that time is like right now, that time is happening. Love in the time of Corona. And what does that mean to you? What does that mean for you? And that's my main one that I, I pick up every single day. And the next one I usually start with, and I get these from my workshops. And so I just use them as, every day when I'm not in workshop. Um, the next one is today I am. And I know it sounds simple, but today I am feeling like blah. Today I am hurting a bit. Today I woke up and was having spasms. So, you know, just really being honest and truthful and then writing from that. And if today I'm feeling a certain way or if at this moment I'm feeling a certain, a certain way, I may not be feeling that way in 30 minutes or the next day, or the hour, so next hour. So what does it look like to love in a time of corona when everyone is super guarded and super unsure and we don't know what to say, we don't know how to treat people, all these uncertainties. What does that love look like in this time? That's one of my favorite prompts for this time. And another prompt I have is, what does it feel like stepping on broken glass from the past? My poem is titled, Remember Your Why. So, I didn't choose to be born in this skin. Mock, criticized, and tormented for this rich brown color that I'm laced in. Faced with the most difficult trials passed down from my ancestors to me. But I hear my grandma and my great-grandma call out. They speak. Remember? Remember the wooden sheds, ripped flesh, cotton fields, and bloodshed? Leftovers from their tables, collard greens and cornbread. Remember the many nights, no lights, bring out the candles and the flashlights, kerosene heaters for all those cold nights. Remember? Remember the day you shared one room, three bodies, and one bed, a two-bedroom house that 12 people shared, 
the white walls and concrete floors of the project housing, but we were glad because we were able to take showers and baths without boiling our water. Remember? Remember the Goodwill and Salvation Army. Wash clothes, iron clothes, make them look brand new with your Payless shoes. Remember? Remember the days you lashed out and got suspended. Next day, cussed the teacher out, received ISS and detention. The teachers who didn't give a shit you couldn't be fixed, and all they saw was another badass black kid in prison without the fence. Do you remember? Remember the straight A's, the good teachers who you praised, the ones who saw your demons but they stayed, the one college English teacher who was not afraid to promote, their, promote your strength and helped you along the way. Remember all the days you were hungry in college and didn't want to continue on, the days you wanted to give up but no, it wasn't a choice because you couldn't go home. Remember? Do you remember all the homeless days of moving from couch to couch, from your car to a house, from the floor to the couch to the bed? And remember the day you got your own place because you didn't feel safe, because that was something new. But child, remember that someone is deeply trying to love you. Grandma, I remember. I promise, I remember. So child, every time you want to give up, and all the nights you may cry, look back at the reason why you started this journey and never forget your why. And so my message to all black people, to all people of color, because you know, this is affecting all of us, honestly, all of us, is to never forget our why, never forget why we started this journey, never forget why we started our creative journey. Even if we've had months and days where we haven't been able to do anything, look at something and remember why you started. And just for me, my writing, as I was writing yesterday in a workshop, I was thinking about the fact that my grandmother, I'm not gonna cry, but she couldn't read or write. And I have the opportunity to do this for her. Something that she always wanted to do was write. And so, I'm telling you, if you're listening to this, remember the reason why you started your journey. Remember that thing that wakes you up in the morning. Even if you have a hard time waking up, just remember your why. You know, why you why you create, why you paint, why you read, and why you write, and why you cook. Remember the whys of the things that you do. Why you started protesting. Why has your writing turned into protesting? What is your mission? What is your statement? And so that's what I I want to leave for people is to remember their why. If you'd like to follow her work, you can check out her Instagram at Nastasia underscore Minto. That's N-A-S-T-A-S-H-I-A underscore M-I-N-T-O. Future Perry is sponsored by the Bodecker Foundation. It was established in 2017 by Sandy Bodecker as a tribute to his father, the award-winning author and illustrator N.M. Bodecker, who instilled the love and appreciation of the arts in Sandy and his two brothers. Sandy's career at Nike and his significant professional accomplishments were directly impacted by his father's support and encouragement and his artistic influence. Inspired by this profound legacy, the Bodecker Foundation's workshop and mentoring and scholarship programs empower creative youth to imagine and achieve their artistic, educational, and professional dreams. They're also hosting a series of free online classes for kids to learn about art. It's going on all summer and fall. You can find out the schedule and sign up at bodeckerfoundation.org. That's B-O-D-E-C-K-E-R-F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N.org. 
This episode was written and produced by me, Joni Whitworth, and edited by Matt Larimer. If you have any questions or feedback, we welcome it. Reach out at futureprairie.com or on our social media at futureprairie.